eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. Listen, like, I want to know when the Miami Dolphins are going to beat a team on the road that's considered a, a, a high-caliber, high-quality team, a top-level team uh, in the league. I want to know when it's going to happen. And it's not just this year, losing to the Buffalo Bills, uh, what was it, week four, and then losing to the Eagles this past weekend. It, this, it's been a common theme for the Miami Dolphins in the last regime, in this regime as well. Uh, you know, there's only so many moral victories I can take before I want, you know, actual victories against good teams. Last year in the playoffs, the Miami Dolphins had themselves a hell of a moral victory against the Buffalo Bills on the road, starting their third string quarterback. Guess what? They were sitting on their asses on the couch the next weekend while the Buffalo Bills went on to play, I believe it was the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't want moral victories. I want actual victories. I want wins. And I know a lot of Dolphins fans are, what do they, they call it, injecting copium this week 
uh, (laughs) over what happened against the Eagles on Sunday, but I'm not one of them. I'm frustrated. I'm a little pissed off at what happened. I thought the defense played much better than they had in many games so far this season. So I am a little encouraged with that defense, specifically our defensive line. I thought Bradley Chubb looked amazing. Uh, Probably his best game in a Miami Dolphins uniform since being acquired at the trade deadline last year. He had two sacks in this game. So that's really good. If he can continue that throughout the season while Jalen Phillips uh, uh, is able to, you know, get back into form as he, as he regains his health, you know, he's got the oblique injury. Plus you get guys like Jalen Ramsey back. Xavier Howard didn't play this game. I got a little, I got to take some copium. Sounds like I'm already hearing some copium. I I feel good (laughs) about the defense, but I do take umbrage with the fact that Xavier Howard didn't play this game. This is something that has frustrated me, and I'm a huge fan of Mike McDaniel. I really am. I like Mike McDaniel. I'm very happy that he's the Miami Dolphins coach. I hope he's the Miami Dolphins coach for many years to come. This team, ever since the Tua Tonga-Vailoa non-concussion against the Buffalo Bills last year, and then the actual concussion the following week against the Cincinnati Bengals, and all eyes were on the Miami Dolphins, and, and they were scrutinized, and maybe rightfully so. They should have been scrutinized. That scared the shit out of Mike McDaniel. That scared the shit about out of this entire team. They have been so soft with injuries since then. They have been so, you know, careful with injuries since then. And Davian Howard said after the game, not this past week, but the week before when he suffered the injury, I'm good. I'll play next week. I'm good to go. Throughout the entire week, he said, I'm good to go. I'm ready to play. And then the inactive list comes out on Sunday evening and, Xavier Howard's name's on it. And Connor Williams' name is on it as well. And he had been, you know, pressing to play in this game. So we get a, a game against a top-tier team without our starting center, who's been playing great football this year, without Xavier Howard, who's having a bounce-back year. And it felt like these guys wanted to play. And at some point, you have to understand, this is professional football. In my business, we have a saying, and it goes like this, it ain't ballet. All right? You got to stop treating these adult men like little children and quote unquote, protecting them from themselves. These guys know their bodies. If they say they can go out and play, let them play. Cause I'm getting a little sick of this, uh, you know, tiptoeing around these types thing, these things and, and, you know, erring on the side of caution. You want to be one of the best teams in the national football league. You got to beat one of the best teams in the national football league. And so far the Miami dolphins, haven't done that. So I'm a little perturbed at the injury situation. And then I also thought the offense didn't play very well. Uh, Now, granted, you're down to some backups at left tackle, left guard after Isaiah Wynn went down. Now he's on IR. So sheesh, that's going to be a struggle. Already talked about Connor Williams not playing. So we had uh, Liam Eikenberg in the game, which is just always a blast, is it not? Uh, So yeah, we, we did have some players missing, but this is the NFL. The Eagles had some players missing too. They still put a hurting on the Miami Dolphins. Sometimes your backups are going to have to play. And as the season wears on, you're going to suffer more injuries and more backups are going to have to play. So these backups need to be ready to play. The Dolphins run game was non-existent as a result. The pass game was a little bit off. Tua actually don't have a lot of negative to say about Tua. Obviously the underthrown interception where he was targeting Raheem Mostert late in the game, which was a pass interference penalty that was not called. One of many, many, many penalties that weren't called in that game. But 
it wasn't Tua's fault that the passing game wasn't working. We got a wide receiver out here making $30 million who's been kicking ass all season long. Don't get me wrong. Tyree Kill is a phenomenal football player. Happy he's on the team. But he's out here dropping balls left and right, dropping a touchdown, a would-be touchdown that would have kept the, the Miami Dolphins in this game. Uh, what's going on here? Why are we, as the Miami Dolphins, and I am not a member of that team, but I'll say we in this, this instance, this scenario, why are we – unable to show up in big games against tough opponents. And instead we're sitting here trying to, to trying to pick through the pieces to find something positive to say about this game. This game pissed me off and I'm still pissed off and it's a Wednesday and I'm a 37 year old adult man. that shouldn't be this mad and this emotional about a, a GD football team, but I am because I care. And I want these things to get that these issues to get corrected. I want these things to get fixed and I want the dolphins to be a legitimate super bowl contender and not just, Hey, gosh, darn it. These guys are really fast. Isn't that cool? I don't care about records. I want a Lombardi trophy. I'm old and I don't want to die before it happens. All right. Rant's over. I was just going to say, imagine how uh, you would feel if you spent a shit ton of money to sit behind the bench and, and go and go there to watch this game. And, I mean, I'm going to be honest. A lot of people, uh, there wasn't much booing going on, so I didn't really get heckled, so I really wasn't worried about that. But They felt uh, right. sorry for you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And you and I guess you should have. I mean, it sucks. The Dolphins have yet to prove that they could win a uh, big game. But um, like you mentioned, you were talking about Xavier Howard sitting out some of these other guys. I do have to kind of combat what you said because it is only, what, week seven? They're five and two? I mean, I'd much rather have Xavier Howard sit out of this game, which, again, I paid a ton of money to go see. I would have much rather saw him out there uh, going 1v1 against A.J. Brown. But when you look at the long-term picture, I mean, I know it's so cliche to say we're trying to, you know, protect these guys from themselves. But when you look at the long-term picture, you're five and two. You hope to be competing for a playoff spot. You hope to be uh, competing in the playoffs. I, I think I'm okay with them being extra cautious, but at the same time, I know what you're saying. Xavier Howard's making a, a boat ton of money, and in this one, you definitely needed him. So um, that was my rant. Uh, you mentioned the run game, only 12 carries, which is um, sad when you think about how good the run game is. And then uh, you talked about Tua talking about low end. I mean, I did the cut up late last night. I mean, it was really late at late. I had like uh, sleepies in my eyes, but dude, he made some nice throws. The anticipation oh, there. I, I completely he played agree. a hell. Yeah, he played a hell of a game. And um, Tyreek Hill, you need to come up with that catch. I mean, he makes that catch on that slant. Um, you know, he pretty much probably walks into the end zone. I know there were guys there, but Tyreek Hill probably gets in the end zone there, and this might be a whole different game. So um, I see how mad you are, and I feel like I should be more mad for how much I spent and how you know it took away my entire day, but. I'm okay with it. We're five and two. Let's move on and let's beat the living shit out of the New England Patriots, which let's remember to a time Valoa has never lost to. I, I did. I was mad. I, I still am mad. I'm still perturbed. I appreciate your attempt to talk me off the ledge. I'm extremely sweaty right now. So I might just slip off this ledge. Uh, got a little, got a little hot and bothered uh, with my rant there. I had and some I Jaeger get... for Oktoberfest. It is Oktoberfest, <laughs> right? Somewhere. So I you, you were having something. I saw that picture you posted from that game. You were gone, dude. Well, I, was, I, was talking, I was talking about right now. <laughs> you, what was the video? Were you singing a song uh, on, on Twitter before the game? Have you gone back and looked at your Twitter feed? Do you even remember posting this video before the game started? I don't know if I told Jake, but someone offered me a gummy. And I was like, my wife's like, did you even feel anything? And I was like, no. And the more I remember, I'm like, there were definitely like spots that just kind of like completely have gone away. So you got to um, go onto your Twitter, click on your media, scroll down I think down I was saying bit. like the F the Eagles or something, but I'll check. No, cause... you said something about in that ass, in that ass, in that ass. You were singing. Yeah. You don't remember this at all. 
I think what I was saying about how we're going to be in the Eagles, but and I'm not saying the A word now because I'm not censoring this thing. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to put times. the explicit logo on it. Don't worry. So nobody we're, can yell at us. That you will be. There. Yeah, we're already too far deep in the woods. I get what you're saying completely, and especially about the injury thing and wanting to sit these guys out so they can be healthier. This was an interconference game as well, so I'm sure that played into it. You'd rather have these guys healthy when you go against the Kansas City Chiefs and you're battling for first place in the conference. I get all that, but it's just so frustrating to hear a guy of Xavier Howard's caliber, especially when you're going against A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And then Julio Jones is active for this game. Didn't do a whole lot, but he's still a, a one of the best receivers in, in NFL history. But when you see these guys are – Julio Jones got signed on a Tuesday. He was active on Sunday. We just saw Chase Claypool for the first time, and he got traded for three weeks ago. This team is so ultra-conservative with things like this. The Eagles offense <clears> – <throat> is going to be much more simple than the Dolphins offense. Let me tell you that right away. There is no play in the Dolphins offense that is literally grab someone's butt cheek. Agree, but and it's not necessarily, I don't want to harp on the Chase Claypool thing because I really don't care all that much about Claypool. And hopefully he has a good addition, a couple good blocks out there I've been seeing making the Twitter round. So that's pretty cool. But my, my main point is they are very conservative with, with, issues like this, with injury issues like this. And it, it always feels like if somebody even gets slightly banged up, you're not going to see him the following week. Like Javon Holland, we'll get into this. Javon Holland has a concussion right now. But, you know, Mike McDaniel came out today and he said that he is progressing well through the concussion protocol. I bet my bottom dollar that Javon Holland will not be playing against the Patriots this Sunday. And that's going to be a problem because if you remember the last time the Dolphins were down one of the one of their starting safeties, the Buffalo Bills put up 48 points on this team. So that's a little scary to me, but I just want to know why we are so ultra conservative while other teams let their players decide, hey, do I feel good enough to go out there? You know, am I healthy enough to play this weekend? And when the answer is yes, they let these guys play. Why can't the Dolphins do the same? I, I don't know. It's if a Tua thing, right? I mean, can't we be honest? It, That's it has how to be I a feel. Thing. That's how I feel. And then, the, like, uh, it was just announced that Brock Purdy was put into concussion protocol following their game against the Giant or uh, the 49ers game on Sunday. I don't know who they faced. I think they lost. Either way, Vikings. Adam Schefter was already saying that it's been a trend throughout this entire season that if someone suffers a concussion, I don't know if they're being more strict. Which, I mean, after last year, you really hope they are. I mean, there are injuries to Joe Burrow, Kenny Pickett that were never talked about. I, I do just wonder if it isn't just a Dolphin thing. I, that's kind of my only concern here is if we're kind of too focused on the Dolphins because I do see Well, it I mean, look at look at Sunday's game, Jake. The Eagles started the practice week with like 29 players on their injury report, including Lane Johnson with an ankle. He played. Uh, I'm trying to struggle. I'm struggling to think of other names. Darius Slay was injured. He played. Uh, multiple players on that Eagles team who were limited or did not practice at all at the beginning of the week, worked their way up through the week and ended up gutting it out on Sunday because they said, hey, we got an opportunity to beat a top tier team in the NFL in these Miami Dolphins and they wanted to be out there. And it feels like that coaching staff, as opposed to our coaching staff, those guys will let their injured players decide, hey, am I healthy enough to go out there and play? And they did. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the Eagles aren't any worse for wear today uh, than they were early last week. These players played. They didn't get re-injured. They're, they're ready to go, and they're ready to go out there, win some more games. 
because these wins and losses affect playoff seeding. And if the Miami Dolphins want to have a chance to upset some of these teams like the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, the Cincinnati Bengals, if they you know get back on track, the Baltimore Ravens, you don't want to go on the road in these games. The Miami Dolphins want to play these games at home, and you need to win regular season games to get the number one seed in the playoffs so that you can guarantee yourself home field advantage. So How many teams in the AFC East have one loss? Or in the AFC have one loss? It's just the Kansas City Chiefs, and hopefully we can give them their second loss if they don't lose uh, this upcoming weekend to the Broncos. Hopefully we can give them their second loss in Germany. But what I'm saying is these games do matter uh, in terms of playoff seeding and and things like that. And and a team like the Miami Dolphins, who have such a significant home field advantage, look at their record over the last however many games, like 15-2 and or something like that over their last 17 home games. That's a significant home field advantage. And and it's for a reason. They play in South Florida. It's hot there. It's muggy there. While the rest of us, you know, across the country are bundling, bundling up in December, they're still wearing shorts on the beach. So... I think these games do matter, and hopefully, you know, the team at some point can realize that you can't just wrap everybody in bubble wrap. It's professional football. It's a violent game. Players are going to get nicked up. They're going to get banged up, and sometimes you just got to play through that crap, and it felt like Xavier Howard wanted to play through that. It felt like Connor Williams wanted to play through that, and the team did not let them do that, and the Dolphins played a worse game because of it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's kind of weird. Uh, Do you know where the Dolphins were at this point last year? They won three, lost three, so three and three. So we were coming off games where Skylar Thompson threw for 166 yards and the Dolphins lost 40 to 17 to the Jets. And the Vikings, that loss was also ugly. Bridgewater threw for 329 yards. Week seven was the Pittsburgh win, a 16 to 10 win that pushed the Dolphins to 16 and 10. Or Jesus Christ, four and three. Long week. My I my perspective here is we have this offense that is acting like the scarecrow. I don't know if you watched the old uh, uh, Batman show that was on the CW. Super corny, but it was actually kind of a good story. Where it was like the scarecrow. They were spraying this this offense at people who had them losing their ever-loving minds. This Broncos team still hasn't figured itself out. They're saying everyone's for sale and it's not a fire sale. They just have no idea what's happening in life anymore. I just think that the two games the Dolphins have lost so far are games that before the season, we, I mean, we probably can go back and find it in the million of podcasts we've done, probably circle those two as losses. And and when I put that kind of going, and then we probably would have said, if we're losing Kansas city, that's no big deal. All of a sudden, if, if Xavier Howard and Connor Williams aren't playing next week, I agree with you. If we're sitting here week 14 and we have these same injury issues, I agree with you. But we see guys falling off left and right. We're already talking about the Dolphins using all eight of their IR spots, which is just bananas to me. I just do kind of feel like you, you make great points. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see the Dolphins go into Philadelphia and absolutely win that game. I, I just think that the bar that the Dolphins need to pass compared to last year it is – 
they're at a good spot, especially when I look at the Eagles. The Eagles are six and one. They were in the Super Bowl last year. They know what they're doing. They know how to get there. The Dolphins still need to kind of go through that four-step process, right? The Bills fans have been coping about it forever, about how we're going to go from, you know, frisky wildcard team to AFC, you know, divisional round uh, frisky team, or then we're going to compete with Patrick Mahomes. And you see them swinging away from that a little bit. But I just think that this team is going to face more challenges down the road. And I think we're going to learn a lot about this team. Until, though, we do reach week 14, 15, and those guys aren't playing or other guys are being held out, then, yes, I will totally join you on the this is ridiculous. Um, I would like to speak to the manager type uh, vibe. And I feel you on that, Jake. And, and again, I'm guilty as well. If you would have told me prior to the start of the season that the Dolphins were going to start 5-2, and two, I would have been like, sign me up. I don't care who we lose to. As long as we're 5-2, and two, that, that sounds phenomenal. But expectations change when the Dolphins play like the Dolphins have played. When you put up 70 points against an NFL team, I don't care if they are the Denver Broncos, expectations change. When you have a receiver on pace for over 2,100 yards right now and actually was on pace for pace for 2,300 yards before this game against the Eagles, expectations change. When you see Tua Tungabailoa going out there and being in the MVP conversation and somehow looking even better than he did last year, expectations change. And if those expectations change prior to this Eagles game, I expect the Dolphins to go out there and and do something that in years past they wouldn't have been able to do. And that's go into uh, uh, an opposing team stadium in inclement weather. You know, Josh, you were there. It wasn't the worst weather you could play in, but it was a little chilly. It was a little breezy. And I expect them to be able to, at the very least, run the ball well, hit some of these screen plays, get some yards after catch. And it just felt like they were not able to play their game. The Dolphins weren't able to play their game. And unfortunately, they weren't able to adjust well enough to to keep the game close, uh, at least in in the final score, and, and to win this game. Because while it's cool that the Dolphins entered the fourth quarter or nearing the fourth quarter tied with the Eagles 17-17, to that was a little fluky. They got a pick six off a deflection that went directly into Jerome Baker's I lap. I can't believe like, that angle. That was good. No, I cannot figure out that math for the life of me, how it just went couldn't have been more that. perfect. So there's seven points there. So, you know, it would have been 17 10 without that. And then the Miami Dolphins offense, who had scored 10 points and ended up scoring only 10 points throughout the game, three of those points were gift wrapped on a turnover where they were unable to move the ball after they got it and just settled for a field goal after literally not getting any yards after that. So in reality, without the two turnovers, the Miami Dolphins offense scored seven points. And for an offense that's been as high flying as they've been throughout this season and is on you know pace to shatter multiple records, individual and team records and, and possibly league records, to only score seven points in a game against any team. And I, I agree that the Philadelphia Eagles are a great football team, a great football team. Uh, that was missing their two starting safeties and were down to their third string nickel cornerback, just saying, uh, to only score seven offensive points, really 10 points. But again, those three points don't necessarily count uh, because of the turnover there. It just, it feels underwhelming to me. It feels disappointing. And I do not feel as rosy about this team after the game against the Eagles uh, as I would have liked. And admitted, admittingly, they do have, Plenty more games to play. There's plenty more games to play. They can go out there, especially when these players come back from injury, when this team gets a little bit stronger, they can go out there and they can control the narrative. They can change what people are saying about them right now, myself included. I still love this team. I still believe in this team, but we're in a window right now. This team is up against the cap 
starting next season and really severely starting the season after that. You got to pay a whole bunch of players. If you're going to win a Super Bowl, you have to do it now, this year or next. And if you're going to do that, there's a lot of things that need to change. And uh, I was hoping to see some of those things change against the Eagles. And unfortunately, they didn't. And we got stomped by a really good team on the road like we have for however many years in a row now. And it was disappointing to me. Josh, you got anything? I got one final note, but I'll let you go first because I've been ranting too. No, yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, I completely understand that. I mean, the fact that they laid an egg, you know, sort of speak against the Buffalo Bills, who's a very good team, now kind of against the Philadelphia Eagles, you're absolutely a little bit disappointed at the way the offense played. But at the beginning of the year, like Jake said, if we came into this saying, okay, you're going to be five and two at this point, I think we'd all feel pretty good. Uh, The only other few notes I have is uh, you need to yeet. Uh, Liam Meikenberg straight into the sun because, um, you know, for as nice as his stats were, what, a week ago, they were not good this week. He did not play well, and I do not want to see him taking reps at center. I want to give a shout-out to the linebackers once more because we've talked about it. Jerome Baker really showed up in this one. I think he led a team with 11 tackles. He had that pick six that just dropped into his arms after uh, Darth Cater got the pass break. And then David Long's just been uh, putting things, you know, just coming on these last few weeks. But lastly, the tush push, I admittedly said I wasn't really, you know, upset about it until we played them. And, you know, I still didn't think there was an issue with it. But I saw some clips, man. And the fact that some of these guys, you know, have their hands up like Jalen Hurts rear and they're like lifting him up over yeah, the pile. He's crowd surfing. He's crowd surfing I mean, over their hands uh, are like up, a pile like, of bodies. They're like uh, elbow deep in this dude, just pushing him over the first down marker. So uh, definitely something the team got to look at for search. sure. But. Uh, we're five and two, so um, we'll see how they bounce back against the New England Patriots at home wearing those throwbacks, which we all would have hoped they – and that's what I was going to say earlier. They didn't take this game that seriously. They they sat these guys because of injury. We should have known they weren't coming into this, you know, giving it their all because they weren't committed to wearing those throwbacks like we all had hoped. The second don't, they get Cedric Wilson a pass, it's we, we ain't serious today. <laughs> he's making don't, some plays. He's, we, I mean, yeah, I'm going to have yeah, to yeah. apologize Fine, to him finally. too. And seriously, for for the listeners out there, I don't want you to think, oh, Merrick's a hater. Merrick's Merrick's out on this team. You turn heel. You're a wrestler. You turn heel. (laughs) I love the Miami Dolphins. I have always loved the Miami Dolphins. I've never had another favorite football team from the time I was five years old in the year 1991, man. I have been through thick and thin. I have been through playoff seasons with Dan Marino at the helm. I have sat through one in 15 seasons where I still wore my Dolphins hat everywhere I went. And I had people ask me if I was, you know, trying to make jokes by by dressing the way I dressed. I have 40-something Miami Dolphins jerseys. I got uh, an autographed Dan Marino helmet right sitting right over here with authentic Miami Dolphins game-worn uh pants on top of them like like i'm i'm a psychopath i love this team more than anything i still love this team and i'm going to be supporting this team through the rest of this season no matter what happens win lose or draw but when expectations get raised then my emotions get raised and when you let me down i'm gonna let you have it and that's what these last 24 and some odd change minutes have been but we're on the new england and 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 i i want to win that game so bad I'm a little worried. Uh, the So I, I love what you said about the 1-15 team. I didn't see the Dan Reno day. So all I'm saying is, at least for me, I'm like scared. Like, 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 mom, dad, let's not fight. Five and two is awesome. <laughs> but everyone is a fan. Like, we live and die every week. There's one game every week. So I, I totally understand. I stopped fighting the idea of people calling them frauds because I get it. Like, you, you lost these two teams. To close out this conversation, the one thing I want to say is, 
changing expectations can be very scary because think of it this way. If you go to the casino, right, you have 300 bucks and you're like, I'm going to make this last all night. You win like three hands, four hands in a row in blackjack. All of a sudden you're sitting on $700 and you start, all right, instead of betting $50 a hand, I'm going to bet $100 a hand. My expectations changed. I started winning. You know how you lose your mortgage money for the quickest is when your expectations change. So so that's where I, I don't want to press like a panic button and change things too much and then have it just be a complete disarray chicken running around with its head cut off. But hey, let's, let's just beat New England and uh, we'll all feel a lot better. Definitely would feel a lot better with a victory against the Patriots, especially since they just knocked off the Buffalo Bills. We have a lot of injuries to talk about here with the Miami Dolphins. Positive news continues as Jalen Ramsey, his workload is increasing more and more. Mike McDaniel is noncommittal about him playing on Sunday. I think I'd wait for the Chiefs game, but to Merrick's point, but let's get them out there. Let's get these guys. Let's make sure we get these dubs. We need to make sure Tua remains undefeated against the Patriots. So, uh, Merrick, I haven't gotten your thoughts on this yet. I mean, Jalen Ramsey coming back to action. I mean, check your pulse if you're not fired up. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And we got news that uh, it actually wasn't a full meniscus repair. It was a trim. And the trim is is the is the type of surgery on the meniscus that allows you to come back a little bit quicker. So I think we have our explanation as to why he's ready to go, uh, or at least, you know, nearing uh, readiness in terms of getting back on the field. That's you literally can't understate how important that's going to be to this defense that frees up these guys to do so much more that frees up cater to, to move back into the, the, the slot where he has been so much more effective as a professional football player. When you look at the times he's asked to play boundary corner, it does not go well for cater Kohu. And I'm a big cater Kohu fan as we all are here on this podcast, but if you can get him back into the full-time nickel role, that's going to make this team, this defense much, much better. So, so you, you get him in there. Uh, he could play a little safety as well. So that might actually solve that safety problem. If Javon Holland is unable to go this week, but Jalen Ramsey is, he might help uh, fill in some snaps in the safety position, which would be good for this team. But getting Jalen Ramsey back is humongous. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm really looking forward to what he can do when he gets up there. Hopefully he's hundred percent when he comes back and they don't have to put him on that, that pinch pitch count that they had Jalen Phillips on these last couple of weeks. I just like to see a full go from Ramsey here, but I think obviously, you know, it goes without saying this defense is going to be significantly better when Ramsey comes back.